What's up? My name is Celine. And my name is Shabini. Welcome to the Lounge. Yes! Alright guys, good day to all of you. We have a new guest that's introduced, Alex. Hey Alex. Hey. How's it going? Yep, we're doing pretty fine. How about you? How's everything there? Yeah, I mean, Australia's fed pretty well over the last, you know, tumultuous year and uh, seems to be heading pretty strong into this year, which is nice. Mm, how's the COVID situation over there? Yeah, I mean, we had a minor outbreak in a couple hundreds down in Victoria uh, that was pretty consistent through 2020, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, this far up north because I'm a couple thousand kilometers away from Victoria. Uh, we've had, you know, minimal impact in the day to day life. Mm. Well, that's good. It's actually pretty good to know that you're safe. So, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for the updates there in Australia. That was really, pretty helpful. And let's get down to our topic. The first question is, what is a rebound? Elaine, you want to yep. start? Let's start with our special guest. Okay, so our topic would be about rebounds. So, Alex, what do you think is a rebound? And then why does, why does it happen, you know? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, rebounds can be classified in a number of different ways. And it's going to vary from individual to individual. Some people have, you know, set time frames after a breakup that counts as a rebound other people would consider it only short-term flings after a breakup and other people consider anything after a significant rebound so it really depends a lot on you personally what would be considered a rebound to begin with mm, i see but uh why do you think that you know rebounds happen like why i does mean most happen? people yeah i mean most people are pretty inclined to seek satisfaction through you know, material or worldly gains. So when you've been burnt or saddened by a long-term relationship, you know, some people do tend to have leftover feelings of care and, you know, certainly lust, um, but, you know, just a general glut of feelings. And that access can easily be transferred over to another target, even if it's not a sustainable target. Mm, yeah, that's true. Right. That's a good point. Actually, I totally agree with you when it comes to, you know, why does rebounds happen? So, right. And Shabini, what about uh, you? What is uh, what is rebound for you, and why do you think this happened? You know? Um, for me, like, I think the rebound is when you've broken up with someone, but you you just don't want to be alone because you've been in a relationship for a long time, so you still mm. want that feeling of being with someone. So a rebound is like when you're looking for someone new to share that those feelings with, but maybe you're you don't have a genuine connection with them. You're just doing it because you don't want to be alone. Mm, that's true. Yep, that's totally true, guys. Like uh, that's the meaning of what rebound is and do you have any experiences when it comes to you know being in a rebound or actually doing the rebound you know let's start with Alex yeah I mean I think most people have experienced a rebound in some form or the other mm-hmm. whether it's simply you got burned to start a relationship and so you're trying to re-engage that honeymoon period with somebody else now or whether you're in a long-term relationship and it ended poorly and so you're trying to find distraction or meaning in someone else I guess and you know I've had my fair share of sort of all of those mm-hmm. things do you want to share like an experience and also what did you learn from that as well if you experience it ever. feel free to share you know so yeah yeah well I mean mm-hmm. you know after I came out of a I think three and a bit year relationship and it ended quite badly between us Um, you know there was certainly a period where I was quite keen to meet other people and experience new things and you know I I wouldn't even say that I learned quote unquote things from it but it definitely helps with you know the growth of emotional maturity learning how to you know interact with new people in a meaningful way I guess Mm, I see so it was basically uh, you're so you're saying is that you like despite the fact that uh, for example you had the breakup right but uh, you, you just meet people along the way you didn't like take anything seriously with them it's just like you just want more you know just to be yourself again right is that what you're trying to say yeah I mean it can 
Indigo either way. Mm, you know, okay. The rebound zone, I guess. I've had both, you know, really casual uh, flings with people afterwards, but I've also found, um, in one instance, a really long term relationship um, as a quote unquote rebound. And that oh, ended up being cool. quite a meaningful relationship. Mm, I see, I see. All right. That's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely nice to hear. Wow, thank you for sharing. That was really a, you know, experience for you and also a learning experience for us, especially for our listeners out there that, you know, wanted to take precautions when if they wanted to know that they're actually in a rebound or you know they're actually their mindset is kind of ready to be rebounded or to be in a rebound relationship so yeah totally true as for me um when it comes to uh rebound uh experiences well uh, there's an example actually like i'll just share my experience uh, before i used to be in a very bad relationship as well but then i decided to like you know see comfort in my friends because those friends would actually you know help to help you to be a better version so uh yeah that's my experience <laughs> what about uh Shavini? Like any experience with rebounds or anything? No, I haven't experienced and I haven't seen any stories. You mean hear stories, right? About rebounds. Here, like um, my friends haven't had any rebound stories that I know. Mm, that's true. That's true. Right. Okay. So that's very uh, interesting experiences right there. So let's go to the second question: Is why do you think that rebound relationships feel like love, like love, right? And is it right or wrong to feel that way? Alex, you take the lead. What do you think? Again, you know, as with all relationships. Yeah, being a very very individualized uh, topic but I think most things would be considered rebounds uh, don't feel like love and most people attempting to engage in a rebound are not seeking or attempting to give in any way uh, love quote unquote and most people are searching for more uh, casual and uh, physical comfort than you know deep emotional connections mm, I see I see but don't you think that uh, rebounds sometimes they have this uh, term that says that's like revenge you know like they just wanted to rebound someone because they wanted to retaliate their significant other who, you know, broke their heart. Is yeah, it? absolutely. That's quite a common thing. You, you know, hear that a lot, particularly if it ends up being the friend of the uh, recent partner. That's quite a common of sort of revenge dating, I guess I'd call it. Yeah, revenge dating. Gosh, damn. Especially in this generation now that, um, you know, you can see a lot of youngsters that are doing that. Although we don't experience it ourselves, but we're actually pretty much aware of the environment that are sort of doing like that, right? So, what about you, Shabini? Um, like, why do you think that rebound relationships feel like love. Do you think that it's actually the right way or the wrong way to feel that? Like in your... I think for the person who's rebounding, it doesn't feel like love, but for the other one, it can because like they feel like, especially if it's your first time and you ended up being with someone who's already been in a long-term relationship. And yeah, I think it's like, if you're not uh, like really looking for a relationship, you shouldn't go for one. You're gonna like um, give the other person the wrong idea and it's gonna hurt them when they realize that they're in the rebound relationship. If you're not ready to be in a relationship and if you haven't forgotten your asset, I don't think you should be in a relationship at all. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. Just that's like, if you want to like to satisfy your needs and stuff and I don't know, and have one night hands or something, but only if you really want a relationship you should be in a relationship. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah, right. Because like, okay. I wouldn't want to hurt the other person knowing that like, I just got out of a relationship. I wouldn't be able to be the same for that other person. And then that person... But how do you define a relationship in that I think that uh, how do we define relationship in this uh, situation is that maybe they were like you know like partially in love and then they were it turns out that they're not really fit for each other because you know in a relationship like there's this honeymoon period right so then maybe somewhere between there they realize that they're not meant to each other's meant to be with each other so uh, they decided to just like uh, 
you know, great ways. And then from there, they discovered another person that, oh, okay, maybe this is really interesting compared to the my previous significant other. So yeah, he or she decided to go with that person. So that's why rebounds happened around that early phase of the relationship. It's just that honeymoon period. I mean, that was a, that's what actually I was thinking. But yeah. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Like, do you think that this is a pretty good idea or do you have something to say yeah. when it comes to defining Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that the concept of people being meant for each other is quite a toxic one um, at its core. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, because there is no, I, I don't personally believe and I haven't seen any evidence whatsoever of people being made for each other. You know, a sustainable, long-term, monogamous relationship is entirely built off effective communication and trust. You oh, know, yeah. As you've seen from many older generations, you know, they've had times significant personal, religious, psychological differences that have been made to work within the context of their um, sustained monogamous relationship. Mm. Equally so, the rise of non-monogamous relationships is becoming more and more popular and more common. And again, I think it mostly revolves around clear communication. But the rebound culture that I feel is actually becoming less prevalent in the last two or three years, but was quite definitely mainstream uh, during the sort of early 2010. Um, I think a lot of that comes from the concept of fated couples. So if your honeymoon period starts ending, rather than working it out with that person, mm-hmm. you it's easier to just leave them and pick up a new honeymoon period with somebody else. And some people are just serial daters for that reason. Oh my, really? Serial daters? Oh, so that's actually a really, uh, yeah serious situation right there. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay, so that's really cool. Uh, we didn't know that there was actually a trend of fire rebounding. But do you think that uh, despite that this COVID situation happened, there's going to be... Um, do you think that a rebound trend is happening? Or now that people don't see each other, you know, like our significant others at distance or something? Do you think so? Or what do you think? I mean, obviously it's quite hard to tell and probably too early on to have enough data to, you know, really solidify any one opinion on what people do. But like most extreme events, I think it's just going to be polarizing as opposed to a one-way trend. I think some people will become more inclined to multiple short relationships of any kind and some people will be less inclined to move on from a partner they otherwise would have due to the difficulty meeting people. Mm, yeah, that's true, that's true. Oh yeah, that's really, uh, that's actually a good answer. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's really good. Alright, so now we are actually uh, done to the question two. Now we're going for question three which is what do you think are the signs that you're actually in a rebound relationship? So yeah. Well, Alex? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the uh, the most obvious one is that the other person's just come out of a long-term relationship. But how would you know that? How would you know that they just came out? You know, like for example, you just bump into this guy or this girl, and then uh, you you were you your interest spark in her, and then like yeah, how do you know that from there? You know, because they won't you won't know unless they tell or something, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But if you haven't talked to the other person enough to know their more recent dating history, then you aren't even remotely in a relationship. You're just a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you've either mm-hmm. talked to them about their life and sort of know something about them or you know nothing about them in which case you were obviously there for a one night stand as well if you didn't you know even bother to ask about their history mm, I see I see okay so noted about that so okay so let's say that you actually found out that oh this person just recently uh, broke up with that person so um, yeah are there signs that you are about to be in that rebound relationship or yeah like when I you think, already found- yeah it, I feel like it revolves again I am, I'm gonna kind of keep coming back to this point regularly it all revolves around the effective and truthful communication you know, if you state your intent, 
intentions for the other person to them, then there's no ability for it to be an awkward rebound or a bad rebound. You know, often a rebound, the word rebound is used in a really negative context, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is. It just means that you found somebody else after the end of a long-term relationship, which may or may not be a good thing. Maybe you just happened to bump into somebody you are really compatible with shortly after, and it's just a chance meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wow. That's, uh, thank you so much for sharing about that. And what about Javini? What do you think are the signs that you are in a rebound relationship? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. But one of the signs could be a um, person is totally in love with you for no reason. And the relationship is moving really fast. And I feel like one of the signs would be like, maybe they're not willing to introduce you to their friends and their family. Uh, I see. Wait, oh yeah! Maybe like they feel like uh, it's not gonna work out or they're not sure whether they want to actually have a long-term relationship with you. Oh, uh, really? Oh, okay. I mean like, uh, especially that, when you that's just... That's what I feel. Uh, I see. But to me, it's like when you just started a relationship, of course you won't directly introduce them to your parents, right? <laughs> I mean, you're still yeah, uncertain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see. Okay, so um, on my case, uh, the signs that you're in a rebound relationship, I think it's because uh, there are some people that will be straightforward to you that they would go like hey I just broke up with my boyfriend like oh my gosh of course uh, you as a person like what Alex said I think it depends on the individual because there are some individuals that would start to take advantage of the situation when they know that there are their interests actually just you know like recently broke up and then they would be like oh okay she just broke up this is my turn to actually so actually I think it depends on the person because if it's your choice to be in one then you should know the consequences of that right but of course if you need that person time to heal then yeah at least you know that you're doing the right thing right so yeah you don't want to jump into that and then you're like you know easy to get easy to forget be in that way so yeah i'm just sharing so. um, yeah the whole rebound thing depends on your situation how your breakup was whether what you're looking for it just depends on you as a person and how you felt yeah. after the breakup yeah yeah that's true i mean of course so it's situational ah yes yeah that's true all right nice nice good answer guys good answers all right so next question Debini, you want to ask uh do rebound relationships um, I think there's a 50-50 there, like a yes or a no. But let's see what Alex has to say about this. Alex, what are you? what's your take on this? Yeah. Well, you know, again, my take on it is that it's highly individualistic. If you are engaging in a rebound and it's, you know, a mutual long-term... Oh, uh, okay. But do you, you have know, any... Then, then, you know, possibly it could be sustainable if you are both on the same page about why you're there. Um, mm-hmm. It's more when a mismatch of expectations and uh, assumptions occurs that the sort of really damaging uh, controlling behavior can start when one person is there for you know in their mind a long-term uh, monogamous relate committed relationship and somebody else is just there for a little bit of casual fun now and then that's when the you know really mismatch of power can occur mm, I see, I see. oh yeah so but do you, you have any both need to be on the same page in short right you guys need to be on the same page yeah i think that's the key to any relationship whether it's a personal or romantic relationship or friendship or work colleague you just need to be on the same even if you're not on the same page at least have stated be aware of each other's expectations and aware where they differ mm, nice nice I see uh, by the way Alex just wanna just curious right have you ever been in a rebound relationship that turns out it really worked out well you know uh, have you or yeah yeah um, as I was saying before you know one of my mm-hmm. and again it depends on how you find the term rebound but they could have been a considered a rebound relationship you know that ended up resulting in a three something year committed monogamous relationship mm-hmm. 
Nice. So how was the experience? Like, um, and you know, you mentioned before that you were into a, like a long um, relationship before and it was, it turns out to be really good, right? Or, yeah? I'm, like everything, right? There's always an upside and a downside to everything in life. Um, and it's just about aligning uh, your life situation to your desired interest, really. It can't be better or worse. It's just different. Mm, okay, I see. All right. Nice. And Shavini, what about you? Do you think that uh, rebound relationships were down? It can, I guess. Uh, I feel like for it to work out and go long term, you had to communicate with each other and you had to be clear with each other about what expectations you have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just need to be clear on what expectations you have in each other, like whether you're both looking for a long term relationship or not, or you just want like a shorter one that is lasting months. Yeah, that's true. So just to sum up what you said, uh, like I totally agree with you, but to modify it, I think like rebound relationships, I mean, they're still considered, you know, relationships as well. So it actually depends on the goal of each uh, people if they are willing to, if they share the same goals. Because for example, if their goal is to stay in a long-term relationship and then make things right, then uh, eventually it'll work out, right? But of course, if in the event that, oh no, we just want things or we just want nothing serious, just casual, then uh, obviously it's considered as that, right? Like there's actually a wrong way, which is that one. So yeah, that's my um, take on that, right? Have you have you heard of any rebound stories or like your friends have yeah, one of my uh, friends, uh, I actually heard a story from my friend that uh, before he used to have this uh, girlfriend for together for like three years. Now, the thing is, it didn't work out because um, I think the guy has too much work and then he doesn't have time for the girl. So, of course, the girl decided to find someone who gives her time and then who a guy who actually, you know, uh, who's concerned of her and then who's always there by her side. So, in the event that she actually told the guy that I'm sorry this is not working out let's uh, break up and something like that of course the guy know that he's at the wrong because he's so focused at work and then he decided to yeah okay you know just no hard feelings like I understand that I'm wrong so you deserve to be with somebody right so and then the girl immediately went with that guy I don't know if this is like a rebound story but that's the case you know because I think there's not much commitment uh, like because when you're in a relationship normally you have time you have to commit time you have to commit responsibility of course loyalty is there yeah because in the story that I heard from my friends the guy is actually pretty loyal he's just busy working it's just that he doesn't have the time to be with the girl so yeah that's why sad case but well and it turned out that uh, they did work well like the girl is still together with that guy until now so I'm sorry I'm really shocked like I was shook by this <laughs> so, uh, the other one she was. yeah the other one she was. so yeah it seems like uh, Reba relationships have their right way in this story you know so yeah yeah so I guess it did work out for them which is a good thing anyway so right uh, we are down to the next question which is what do you think are the signs that you're being in a rebound to somebody else you know like you are gonna be into one then. what are the signs huh? um, mm-hmm. like you have this like in the story uh, oh, not story like for an instance that you are going to be a rebound to somebody I think this is like uh, based on the previous question this is kind of different that you're in a the signs that you're being in a rebound but this is kind of different because you want to be a rebound to somebody else or to somebody you know of. Yeah, Alex, you start first. What do you think? Well, you know, to be honest, there are people out there who have never had a rebound because they've never had a serious relationship. 
and again, it depends on how you do the term rebound. And you have a rebound in a two-day relationship where you went on two dates and you thought you were in love and they didn't really like that much and so they left. And then the next day you go on a date with somebody else. Is that considered a rebound or is that just serial dating? So, you know, it, I think it's less about whether you are somebody's rebound experience uh, than it is about what they're actually there. Because some people, again, like I said, they've never been in a serious committed relationship so they can never technically have a rebound but they will still, you know, uh, use you and manipulate you for their own personal benefit for a short time and then leave you in the dust. So, mm-hmm. you know, is that better or worse than being somebody's rebound who, you know, is still emotionally turbulent from their previous relationship but is legitimately, you know, willing to put in work and trying to make the best. Oh, I see. But have you ever experienced that? Like, uh, you know, you've been used before or you're sort of, you've been manipulated and then they just like left you on the dirt. Like, uh, have you ever had an experience like that before? Yeah, of course. I think most people have really. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, most, most people have experienced some form of emotional manipulation or somebody being there simply for gain. Uh, the growing trend of uh, mm-hmm. dinner dating through Tinder, particularly with women, because traditionally mm-hmm. on the first date, the men pays. So they will go on serial dates with hundreds of different men just to get free food. Um, oh, free so, you know, and most guys have experienced that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's, yeah, I think you're pretty right about that. But I was just like uh, laughing about free food. Oh, there's free food. I didn't know. Normally, uh, I thought that people would go Dutch on that um, instance. But turns out, yeah, you're right. Because guys, they pay for their first dates, right? So, yeah. What about uh, you, like, as a person? Like, have you ever, you know, like, dated uh, a girl that's uh, that you're planning to you know take advantage of or you know manipulated more none or yeah have you had experiences before in your dating life yeah I mean I'm probably quite a bad uh, exemplar for this topic because I've always Mm -hmm. followed quite a direct form of communication which tends to lose me a lot of friends very fast but the friends and girlfriends I do keep tend to you know sort of be aware of what I am so while yes I have you know not manipulated particularly but used you know the just common uh, friendship tricks, I guess, to, you know, try and influence somebody to like me more, certainly because I either wanted to sleep with them or date them or what have you. I tend to also explicitly tell them that that's what I'm doing. So then they can make up their own mind about whether they, you know, choose to be influenced by it or not, which is kind of an odd uh, idiosyncrasy of mine. Mm, so it's like you're trying to let them be aware, right? Like the women that you're planning to hit on, you need to like show them awareness or like that. Like, hey, if you want this, you know, you let them decide per se, right? Yeah, I mean, everyone loves loves to be flattered and wined and dined and treated well, yeah? So, you know, there's nothing wrong in enjoying it as long as you're aware that there is an ulterior motive. And I mean, mm-hmm. anyone but the most willingly ignorant person would be aware that there is normally some form of ulterior motive behind behavior like that. But I think it worries a lot of people when it's explicitly stated, even though it's technically not manipulation anymore because they are aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. That's a pretty good answer. Yep. And a pretty uh, well thought of experience as well I mean thank you for that it was really very helpful it's a very good insight I mean have you manipulated uh besides that you're being to somebody else right mm, no not really no experience about that yeah what about you Shabini yeah what about you Shabini like any experience that uh you're uh like a rebound to somebody else no like uh do you have some signs that you know you're gonna be in a rebound um I haven't experienced myself but I've had a few stories oh yeah and so the signs are like you're always um, bad-mouthing your ex 
and you can't mm. stop talking about them. Um, you get compared to the end many times. Uh, like like one really big sign of me. That you're being a rebound. Or maybe that's just a... Don't you think that it's just basically like a rant? Like they just wanted to date you and then they just wanted to rant about like how they hate this person or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like um, at one point or another, I guess you might be like that person you might compare to you to their previous relationship. But mm-hmm. uh, this like, I feel like one sign is that like the person which has come out of a long-term relationship keeps on um, bad-mouthing uh, the egg, always talking badly about them, and giving you so much information about their relationship and making you look like a good guy, the one who didn't do anything wrong and then always comparing you to the egg. I think that's one sign of shame. Ah, yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. Wow. That's really heavy. That's really bad, you know, like um, ranting about your ex to somebody else. It's just that. It's annoying. Like, why are you telling me about yeah, I'm not interested in listening. Yeah, like the person is pretty interested in you, and then you like you know you don't care about your. No, you don't want your, that person's ex to be like the topic of conversation. Huh? Yeah, right. I mean, who did who would want that, right? <laughs> like, of course, nobody likes that kind of. Uh, like, if it was me, I'm like, if you're so crazy about her, then just go to her. Why are you? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh, you're wasting time. Like the time. Yeah, that or you just should. like spend time on your own to like get over. Mm, yeah, like uh, you know those self-reflection moments. They ho- it's always yeah. like that in movies. So I see, right? Yeah, so that's like one major sign. Yes, it's a super major sign actually. So yeah, now we are up to the last question, which everybody are really curious, especially your listeners. What do you think? Uh, can you do so you can be you know you can avoid being rebounded by someone? You know, are there any um tips or advices that you can share so that they won't end up being hurt by that? someone especially if they're unaware that they're gonna be in a rebound you know being innocent and stuff yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I don't know I guess like you learn through experience I can't uh, think of any like, tips and try to avoid being rebounded but maybe like if the person you like and want to be with is continuously talking about their ex like I said a bad man their ex and always mentioning her then mm-hmm. maybe that's not like he hasn't gotten over her so maybe you shouldn't go that direction mm, I see I see what about you Alex like, uh, what can you do to avoid uh, being rebounded by someone? Like, how can you avoid that situation? I think I have a one-word answer for this one, and that is ask. Try just asking the other person out their dating history and take an interest in them and who they are and what they're feeling. You know, and if they're not interested in reciprocating or telling you about themselves, then really they're not there for a long-term committed thing, which may or may not be what you want. Um, but at least then you know and can make a informed decision about whether to be with that person or what they want out of your relationship or you know move on or you can try and change it you know because again there's so much negativity surrounding the term rebound but honestly even if somebody isn't over their ex if they're the kind of person you really want to be with you know maybe it's worth it for you to spend a couple weeks helping them to emotionally recover from you know what can be a very emotionally traumatic event you know mm-hmm. some people do need time to recover and maybe you that's can true. or maybe you can't help with that recovery process yeah 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 that's true like um that's what actually I really agree that uh we sometimes they have this negative term that's circulating around it but actually you can actually you can help the person uh you know emotionally recover and then once they already recovered right then they soon realize that hey this person is not bad at all like he actually he or she is uh, pretty good at all and who helped me recover from my uh you know previous one so yeah that's actually a pretty good answer yep thank you so much for sharing really that cool. you had to have patient though if you're oh, not a yeah. patient person then you get better for it 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, and you had to be like mentally strong and well, like ready to deal with whatever the guy or girl says about their ex. Ready to deal with whatever emotional trauma they go through until they're mentally strong. You mean emotionally strong? You know, like well, a little bit of both. And I absolutely agree. But as long as you know about it, then you are being quote unquote rebounded on, right? Yeah, you're just helping someone you care about move through something emotionally traumatic, which really can't come in under the banner being rebound you're simply the next person to date it mm, yeah that's true that's true wow good answer guys yes I, that's totally true everything what you said is pretty accurate thank you so much and yes yeah, last but not the least about me alright what can you do to be avoid uh, how can you avoid being rebounded well basically like uh, I agree with what Alex is trying to say and what you are trying to say Shavini that of course you need to ask first and then you need to have if they share their stories you need to at least have an open mindset if you're willing to dive into that or if you're willing to be wait uh, but people can lie about their dating history yeah they can actually yeah that's so true how do you know if someone's telling the truth uh, I think there's like a gaps on their stories like first they say something and then means another you know and it's it's really you can really tell because it's gonna be very obvious from the start I don't know but what, what some, if they're a good liar uh, yeah well then I guess you have to do you need to be Sherlock Holmes for this you know you need to do some investigation about that yeah because yeah, I don't think I think many people are not true to their dating history. Yeah, of course, some wanted to hide it because, you know, they, like what Alex said, they're emotionally traumatic about that, right? So, that's why. Yeah, yeah true. Or oh. maybe they're, like, ashamed of someone they dated because they want to hide that. Yeah, or maybe they just don't want to mention it at all because it would be, you know, because if you, for example, you say that uh, you, you know, like you're a player before, right? And then you kind of share this to your, the person that you really like that you're, you wanted to commit to, right? And of course, the person might think that okay this guy's gonna play me so it's gonna be inputted in their head that, or it's gonna establish a fear in their head to avoid you or something like that right I don't know but there are some people who are like that you know yeah. I guess you can like first get to know them see how they behave and then yeah maybe you can like, just save the stories like actually mm-hmm. whether they can yep. be true or not yeah that's true like you can uh, so, like don't believe them at the uh, mm-hmm. yep absolutely or maybe you can just like uh, be friends first you know like hey let's uh, hang out or, and then after that you can uh, from there once you get to know the person you know let them be themselves first because when a person is calm they start to share uh, themselves you know just keep, uh, like what Alex said just keep asking about how are they like how are they feeling and then un- unconsciously they will start like sharing everything with a flow you know so yeah am I right yeah, to say this it, Alex it's <laughs> gonna take time because some people take a long time to share about their dating life because they're not yeah, willing absolutely. to talk about it but if they're comfortable well, if with you mm-hmm. yeah and if you're not friends first well then what are you, what are you actually there for right if you're only driven by a hormonal urge to propagate, mm-hmm. that's not going to last forever, right? So if you're not actually friends underneath that, well then, as soon as your, you know, overwhelming hormones fade, there's going to be nothing left of your quote-unquote relationship. Yeah, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. So, yep, to summarize... So, like, you need friendship in a relationship. A friendship first, then relationship, right? Like, there has to be a kind of friendship and relationship. No, there has to be a, there has to be a flow. Maybe you meant the flow, right? Like, uh, of course, everybody starts from and then they would grow from there, you know, like in a relationship or maybe a core of it is always friendship. I I firmly believe the core, the core of any relationship is friendship because Mm -hmm. how are you supposed to coexist with somebody who you're not friends with really? You know, like even if you feel really emotional love for them, that's just a hormone. 
if you're really attracted to them. That's just hormones and desires. You know, mm. friendship means that you actually enjoy their personality and you actually agree with a lot of their, you know, moral and life decisions. And that gives any relationship sustainability. Otherwise, it's just, a, you know, a relationship mutual loss, which is fine, but probably not sustainable if that's what you're searching for. Mm, yeah, point. Yeah, point right there. I totally agree. Yep. So, listeners, listen to Alex. He says the right things today. Woo. Thank you so much for about that uh, insight right there. So, yep. And, and what about you, Shivini? Like, um, anything you wanted to add as well? I think I've said what I needed to say. Right, right. Actually, uh, what Alex said is pretty much uh, well thought. I totally agree, you know. Especially uh, the core of everything is uh, friendship and not in, of course, everything is just a hormone and it's not sustainable. So, uh, yeah. But what, wait, just a quick question. It suddenly came to me. What about, uh, right, since the core is uh, friendship, uh, mostly friendship, everything starts from friendship. What about those arranged marriage, by the way? They were in, uh, they were just like arranged by their, or, yeah, by their parents, right? They don't really know their partner, am I correct, Alex? What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously being from Australia, uh, arranged marriage is culturally anthemic uh, to everything I was raised um, to mm-hmm. believe. But, you know, I have some friends in arranged marriages and that's, you know, that's that's a different ballgame because you're no longer talking about relationship at all because there is no relationship. There's a legal agreement that you are functionally somebody else's property. Um, oh. And, you know, the, your responses to it are going to have to be drastically different from a relationship because in a relationship, you can always leave if you want it. Like, if, if it's bad, you can leave. An arranged marriage has no such recourse for you. Um, you know, so it becomes more of learning how to functionally be a slave or a sex slave more accurately. Um what? And dealing with that as part of your life. Oh, wow, really? Well, I mean, that's... It, and again, I struggle uh, I struggle a great deal to be neutral about the concept of arranged marriage because, you know, obviously Australia being a, a British colony originally, but also mostly the uh, criminal class of the British colony, and we have such a huge amount of multiculturalism here, it's very much about personal freedoms. Um, and so the concept of literally selling your own child to somebody else function as a sex slave until they die is, you know, quite, I suppose, yeah, and it's anthemic to my way of being because I personally am also a great believer personal freedoms. That's true, that's true. Ah, I see. Alright, thank you for that insight. It just suddenly occurred to me about being arranged or something like that, right? If the arranged marriage is more of a cultural thing. What about, like, or like in China, they actually have this thing uh, before they do... Like, it's common here in Sri Lanka. Many people do arranged marriage and then their parents set them up, the guy or girl that they think would be a good match for them and will treat their child in the correct sense and not be like abusive to their child uh, and then once you mar- marry you're like you get to know each other you get to know what you like what you dislike you get you get along if you don't get along you have the option of divorcing it's not like if you're in an arranged marriage you have to stay there forever and you can't get out of it uh, true. what about in China like they do this arranged dating at least that you can get out of that right yeah I mean I don't think arranged marriage is that bad uh, you see. maybe end up finding someone so much better to arrange marriage than through going in a relationship wow that's uh, that's like a 40% chance here, like in Sri Lanka it's Roger, you have arranged marriage and many of them work out they're, they're happy with each other they're, they're, yeah re- all relationships have and everything but those arranged marriages last long and they find a way to connect each other and be each other and develop an understanding okay yeah that's, that's pretty good but unlike in uh-huh. this, yeah, so I feel like if there is a chance you can find a better person to earn really what about Alex yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I have to agree with that, um, at least, because I, I frequently have this uh, discussion or argument with mm-hmm. my Indian friend, because a couple of them are involved 
in arranged marriage circumstances. And some of them who are involved in arranged marriage circumstances argue against me and say that, well, you know, it's actually easier in a lot of ways than normal dating uh, because, you know, my parents can do all the due diligence and I don't actually have to worry about it or stress about it and I'll just get my husband given to me eventually. Um, you know, and, and I get it and I get that a lot of people make it work because they're lucky enough to have a partner who is, you know, moderately reasonable, etc., etc. right? So, and I think with arranged marriages in particular, it comes 100% down to people involved. If both people are involved are reasonable and fairly caring and then, you know, of course you can make it work. Same as anything, right? Everyone makes it work with a boss at work, yeah? Oh, and that's, that's basic, you know, you spend most of your time like, at work interacting with work colleagues and bosses and people make that work all around the world even with bosses who are, you know, complete a-holes. So, of oh, course, yes. you can make work in a home but it'd be, I suppose, uh, inescapability of that I find the hardest to sort of mentally deal with in that you can't, you know, at least in the job, if it gets too bad, you can just quit. That's Whereas true, that's true. if you're in an assigned arranged marriage, that may not be an option. Um, but, you know, I'm, you know, lots of people make it work really well. But if you're one of the unlucky people who were, you know, potentially sold out monetary gains as opposed to found a mm. nice partner, then that's where I think, you know, there's almost unlimited possibility for harm to an individual's physically and psychologically and emotionally. Yeah, wow. That's, wow. I mean, like, I'm pretty much amazed with this. Yep, that's so true, right? So, in other words, to summarize that arranged marriage can be positive, you know? Of course, there's only, like, a major downside. Yeah. Where... Same for a romantic relationship. It can be positive, it can be negative. Yeah, yeah, true. I guess it, uh, like what Alex again mentioned, or uh, it depends on the individual, right? So, yeah. yeah it depends on, like, you two are willing to get along and understand each other. Mm, that's, that's true. Yep. All right. Wow. Thank you for sharing, Alex. That was really informative right there. Our listeners will definitely enjoy this um, very informative topic and at the same time spread awareness of not uh, being in the wrongs, you know. So, yep. And thank you guys so much for sharing as well. This was really a very informative topic. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for your time and for your, you know, answers as well. <laughs> right. So, yep. Vini? Follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is called the 87 Lounge mm-hmm. and listen to us on Spotify. Our next episode is the effects of COVID on your dating life. Yes. Ooh, this is going to be interesting because how are you dating despite the COVID situation? So, yes, guys. So, stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, just keep continue listening. Who knows? Maybe we might start a game show that can let you win prizes. Uh, just kidding. Okay, I'm just joking. Kidding aside. But, yeah. Just to, you know, spread more insights and awareness. So, just keep tuning in to us. So, yep. Yeah. That's all. All right. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for being here, too. Right. See you, guys. Bye.